I'm just basking in the post-sales feeling. <laughs> I just sold some shirts. I'm feeling very, very... My mental accountant is, has a, is adding up the value. I've done something today. <laughs> you know, everything, I mean everything, is referenced by the body. Every thought has a little of the body in it. Time can only be impressed on a body. Yeah. All your experiences are brought about by the body. And without a body, there wouldn't be experiences. You'd be in a state. You'd be resting somewhere. Yeah, some nebulous, spacious, whatever. Even when you hear that you're not a body, you hear it as a body. When you try to think of your absence, try to imagine your absence, you can't imagine it. You're like a big sore thumb that's always seemingly there. <laughs> you just can't get it out of this picture. It's like when you used to take pictures and sometimes one of your fingers would be on the lens and you'd get your like three rolls back and it'd be a thumb. You know, so look at that sunset. What's that thing? Like a, like the Goodyear blimp. It's my thumb. I did this once. I did a trip to Asia and every picture I took I had the thumb. Either one here or one there. It's like that. And so like, even when we talk about the clone idea where the clone gets this incredible information that it's a clone, yes? But the clone has been programmed to think it's a person. Yeah? So when it hears the message, which is irrefutable, you can't refute it, it's, it's undeniable, it should just go right to the source and there would be the, I'm a clone, Dawning, but the, the, the recognition or the, the, the demonstration of your cloneness will be caught by the myth of being a body, being a Paul, yeah? So, you will not hear the message cleanly. The message will be heard in a certain way, and that certain way is more than enough to sort of distort the message. So it's like, here's the ball, no matter how many times we throw it, a lot of the times, the the mental mitt will catch it. What we're hoping for is one time the mental mitt won't catch it, yeah? And then the ball will just zoom, zoom. It won't be caught and made into anything. It'll just zoom, and there'll be a sense of, of it in a different way, yeah? In other words, your mind, the mind will wake up to its own mindness, let's say. Not through this intermediary of being Paul or a body or an action figure. It will just get a most direct hit, yeah? Sometimes that's more than enough. It never needs to be repeated. It just has this never-ending echo of so-ness, let's say. But if not, you come again and maybe 30 times the mitt's up there, but that one time the fastball gets past the catcher, and bam! Yeah? And then all that you know becomes available. Yeah? All that you are becomes available. Not as any kind of intellectual mental candy, 
but as a sense, yeah? a sense of being large, so to speak, a sense of real, that idea of comprehending the word serenity and knowing peace. Yeah? That to me implies what I'm talking about. Or the thing of you'll have a new freedom and a new happiness or a new attitude and new this, yeah? Not a run-of-the-mill or a refurbished old attitude and old happiness and this, but a whole thoroughly new one, yeah? It'll be like that, that not one concept that no matter how dearly you held it comes even close to really representing what you are, Yeah? To try to go through conceptuality to find out what you are is a lost journey. This just, the whole conceptual format just loses its influence, and it's like, it's like, there's no space in between the message and what you are, yeah? Just no space whatsoever. It's just, it's just like an in, it's just, like an unspoken yes, that's how I put it. Uh, cup, there's other ways you can attempt to say it, but it's so direct, it's like it never was delivered. Yeah. Because it never was delivered. The message is that you're the message, in a sense. Yeah. We're using a message in a way to, to trick the message to realize that it's the message. Yeah. We're using a message, and the message's format is what you're not. So by describing what you're not, sharing about what it's like to be what you're not, people become identified, but that's not where it stops. It's not like this thing, uh, I remember there was a big fad, I don't know if it's vogue now in spirituality, but there was a fad for a while about the Enneagram. Some lady wrote a book, and then people were getting introduced to this modality that was, I think, came from Sufism, which is a breaking down of all the possibilities, of all the characteristics of all people, yeah? And they came down with, I think, nine basic characters. And each, each of the nine had two subdivisions, yeah? And so it turned, turned into like 27. So basically, it's sort of like, here were all cars, and this, this, <coughs> this modality came and described the 27 types of Fords that could be driving around all the highways of life, yeah? <clears throat> and so we, people would go in there to learn, you know, these characteristics and to see if they'd identify with the description or through having some faith in the authority, be it false or not, that was leading the freaking thing. And that person would say, you're a seven with a subdivision six sexual thing and something like that. You would go, voila, you recognize something, yeah? But then, all the people would leave the room, and now they had one more thing to identify with, and they'd walk around, I'm a seven, what are you? <clears throat> I think a seven with a, a subdivision six sex would go well with you as a nine and a seven, you know what I mean? But that's not the point. The point was to learn all that so that you realize you're not, yeah? It's describing exactly what you're like and how you drive, and that's not where it ends. It's and you're not that. Yeah. It doesn't. It can't stop there. It just becomes self knowledge. It won't avail you anything. <clears throat> it's knowledge about self which will avail you something. So you have knowledge about being a Ford, and then you hear 
oh, we're all fucking frauds. <coughs> and then, when we're all fucking frauds, how could that fucking possibly be? Voila! So, you get to the non-quote fraudness by identi- or recognizing you're a fraud. Yeah? But it doesn't stop there. It's not, oh, now I know what I am. No. Now, when I think I thoroughly know what I am, I'm not. Yeah? <clears throat> That's what's missing a lot of times. People want to tell you exactly what you're like, but then, then you're left with that. Yeah? Oh, I've discovered so much about me. No, you fucking haven't. You've discovered so much about what you're not. <clears throat> you know what I mean? You've discovered so much about what you're not. So you take it, oh, all right, I'm going to learn self. I'm going to learn about the self, like Dojin, that Zen master said, to study, one, I'm paraphrasing, but he said to study Buddhism is to study the self, and to study the self is to do what? Forget it. Because once you realize, yeah, once you realize that you're not that, you'll forget it. And what do you mean by forgetting it? You'll lose interest in it. And your attention won't be wedded to the slavery of being that Ford, thinking about being a better Ford, polishing that Ford up as much as possible. I'll never arrive where I, I need to go except by a road and on tires, you know? Where many of us, we can't recognize, we can't entertain that we could be that which we're looking for. <clears throat> we have those. We have the road and the tides of doing and having. We have. We believe that we have to do and to have ourselves into a prior state, which is totally insane. You can't. If you are the being without knowing it, it still means that doesn't mean you're not the being. It just means you're not knowing it right now. And that not knowing can only last in a short bit of time. It's not going to be an eternal not knowing it. It can look like you don't know it for 60 years or 70 years, as long as there's a body to be identified with. Yeah? If, you're, if the body's there and you identify with it, it will seem as if you're not spirit, let's say. But it can't last forever, because the body can't last forever. Once the body's gone, the whole premise is shot out of the water. Yeah? Where would you come up with the idea of separation without a body? We're not separated in mind, are we? You can't say, oh, my mind stops where? What's the defining, what's the defense post for the mind? A body. My mind is in here somehow. You know, right here somewhere. You know, it's not over here. It's definitely not there because there's a different body. So obviously, different body proves there's a different mind. That's why people have so much trouble communicating because we're taking run-of-the-mill thoughts to be private. Yeah. Private thoughts. So I think I'm have a different thought than you when I'm talk, thinking about my dog, Fido, and walking him, but you're thinking about your dog, Biff, about walking him. It's the same thought, but the noun's different. You know, I call one dog Fido and you call the other Biff, but it's the same thoughts. Yet we seem not to be able to communicate because the sense is, I have private feelings. <clears throat> no one's feeling like I do. No one thinks like I do. No one does the actions that I've done. It's a sense of terminally neatness that wouldn't have a prayer, would never be able to gain any traction without a body. Without the body being identified as, yeah, this separation would not get any traction. 
The mind has used this idea, being a body, to produce and reinforce all of this, which there isn't any all of this, it's all of this. Yeah? This appearance isn't a real thing that's imposing its will on us. This appearance is something we're dreaming. And how we're seeing the dream is exactly based on how where we're looking to, at the dream from. When we're looking at the dream from a body, <coughs> things seem solid, they seem real, there seems distance. So separation is the norm, yes? I can't, I'm the subject as this body, and I see you as an object, but you're having the exact same event, you feel you're the subject in that body seeing this as an object. Yeah? If you generally put us in a in like a big category, we're all bodies, let's say, yet every one of the bodies thinks they're different. Not by you know <clears throat> and what's allowing that to happen isn't the body, it's the mind that's alive, being identified as the body. The body wouldn't say a damn thing to you. <clears throat> Do you know what I mean? The body's not talking to you often, is it? But we, everything we buy is based on the body, everything we do is based on the body, feelings and thoughts. How do we try to get to spirituality through the body? We take spiritual journeys. What takes a journey but a body? Spirit doesn't. Where's spirit going to fly in spirit? Where's it going to go somewhere? Where's there a special somewhere and everywhere? <clears throat> it's only when the body is taken to be so... Even spirituality, which let's say is more like our real nature than anything else, is made into a journey the body's going to take. Yeah. I want to reach the, the, peak, the pinnacle or the peak of enlightenment. What the fuck is that peak? What, what climbs to a peak? A body. You don't. So the whole... <coughs> Everything we're taking ourselves to be is totally pledging allegiance all day to the body identification. To the absurd point where we're trying to get the body spiritualized enough so that it can entertain, let's say, spirit, but as a body. It's like this. People come to these meetings. <coughs> they want to be here to get it. Yeah? And therefore, they never seem to get it. Because the reason why the party sucks is you're there. Yeah. If you wouldn't got, if you didn't go to the party, it's fucking great. But when you arrive, it takes a weird turn. You ever notice that? You think, let's say next this Saturday is going to be so great, but you sometimes, as soon as you arrive there, it seems to be unimportant because Sunday now seems to be much more important. Yeah? It's like that old couch story we had. You make some mythical idea of how much better it would be if this was there, and of course, that this it's using can't be here. Yeah? Or the whole story, it's like my friend in Australia, I used to visit him and do talks there, and he had a beautiful girlfriend, but he wasn't paying much attention to her at all. And I went there about four or five times, so I saw them, their interaction. And then uh, one day she finally wised up and left. And then suddenly, it was very strange, a realization coincided with her leaving, which was 
she's the source of all my happiness. Now, she, he had total access to the source of all his happiness for a few years, but he didn't seem to be taking advantage of that great possibility. But suddenly, the possibility is now not on offer, and then immediately, she becomes the source of all his happiness. <clears throat> Which led him to almost take his life that night. You don't see the insanity of it? But while, there, while she's there, he wasn't really taking advantage of it at all. But as soon and because the mind had a whole different story cooked up at that point. Then, when the, something happens, the lady leaves, it brings the big guns in. Oh, you fucking blew it now. It's like knowing God, and then to me, my old idea of hell was, you, you knew what God was, and you had no recourse to ever need it again. That would be hell. Yeah? If you knew what you were really missing here, you'd be this it would be total hell. But we're in a lot of delusion. Yeah? So to me that would be hell. Oh, I was in that space. Well, a lot of these meetings are hell to people. Because they feel they had a glimpse or they had an awakening and somehow they've lost it. Yeah? What, a, what an incredible mental trick. <coughs> They weren't even there. The thing that's claiming that they lost it wasn't even there if anything ever happened. Yeah? Just like when you're in an epiphany. You're not at the epiphany. You come after the scene of the crime's over, and then you claim to be the one that was at the epiphany. So here, I'm talking to someone tonight, and they're saying, you know, it's really driving me crazy. I was there. I was there. I had the glimpse. But now I seem to have lost it. You don't, you don't know how many times I've heard it. How many freaking times I've heard it in these venues. That exact statement. And when you say, well, what thought it had it is the exact thing that thinks, in, thinks it's lost it. You're neither of those. You neither had it, and therefore there's no way you've lost it. That's the solution. Yeah? The idea of having it was a story that came about after the event because there's no way in hell you're ever going to have yourself. What you are. There's no way. You are so beyond having it, you are it. Yeah? You're so beyond the dualistic dance, mental dance of getting close and connected and disconnected. You and I are so beyond that. We are exactly what we're looking for. Exactly as, as it seems to be, because as it seems to be isn't so. You know, when your head tells you how close you are to the truth, or how far now you're backed away, neither of them are any... They're, they're just insane. Like the Course in Miracles says, there's no degrees in miracles. Well, there's no degrees in insanity. A little insanity is the same as a large insanity. And it's insane. It's insane <clears throat> to believe you're out of a moment. It's totally insane to believe that you can be out of any moment. Because without you, there is no moment. And it's totally insane to believe that you're ever going to get out of what you could never be in which is self. No one has ever gotten out of self. No one. 
You may, you may have experiences that you give the meaning to, that, oh, I'm, that means I'm out of self, but that's an experience. No one has ever gotten out of self because no one has ever been in self. <clears throat> self is thought about, felt, remembered, but never is so. <clears throat> if the activities of remembering and feeling and believing aren't there, there is no self. If they're there, there seems to be a self. To who? That which is the only reality, in ignorance, lends a reality to this body and calls it a special someone. When it's not in the ignorance, it realizes it's not a body, therefore, there's no way I could be a long-lasting, independent, separate entity because I took the basis out, entity. (laughs) I'm not a thing. And if you entertain you're not a thing, and you get this incredible affirmation, like that silent, infinite echo, something comes along with that, and you never were, nor will you ever be a self. So what happens then? The idea of having a glimpse and losing it is absurd. Totally absurd. You couldn't do enough to ever move what you are a nano-inch. Nano-inch? I just put time and space together. Fucking great. A (laughs) nano-inch. There's no way, no way, all your huffing and puffing, it goes away every night when you go into deep sleep, doesn't it? All your, all your sins, totally forgetting, be it laying on a couch, laying on a tempurpedic bed, laying on a mat in a jail, when you go into deep sleep, none of this is fucking real. Because there's no one for it to be real to. We get a daily reprieve from all this shenanigans if we get to sleep. And you're lucky enough to go into deep sleep. That's what gives you the juice to fucking put on the play again. It's like we've been the star of like the Fonz for 55 fucking years. You know what I mean? Leather jacket to blazer, but it's still the Fonz. I mean, what keeps us regenerated to keep doing this shit is the relief we get when we're fucking in deep sleep. If we. <clears throat> the whole selfing everything would crack open and would just spin out like a fucking insane top without those reprieves. Keep someone up for two weeks or three weeks. They're either going insane or they're totally having a psychic break from self. Yeah, there's a very fine line between insanity and wisdom. I'm serious. <laughs> Just see if the thoughts are yours. Just see it. Just entertain some new possibilities. We've been entertaining the same old, same old for so long. How could we expect any different results? Yeah. It's like this news thing they're doing with uh, Brian Williams and then this other guy, O'Reilly. They're now bringing up stuff that they fibbed about alive. 
Yet the whole system of media is a big fucking lie. So it's like, we're going to chop down these two trees, but the forest is fucking blossoming. Fucking, it's just fucking insanity. You know, and they're like, oh, yes, we're cleaning up. You can't clean up a failed system. You can't clean up a failed system. In recovery, they say, hopefully, the possibility of saving a huge amount of time is available. <clears throat> it says very clearly, why are you in so much fear today? And it says, isn't it because self-reliance has failed you? Period, exclamation point, end of story. Now you see the true root. The root isn't fear, the root is reliance on self. That's producing the fear, or giving the fear a possibility of finding life through this event, yeah? It's the Petri dish that fear grows very good well in. Yeah? Instead of trying to speed up and being so quick to chop the head off of fear every time it arises out of the Petri dish, we'll be fucking there for a long time. Extreme vigilance, constantly sharpening our blades. If you just remove the Petri dish, it's not going to grow. Self-reliance is a failed system. Well, what is it to rely on self? Well, devoted to your thoughts, to the thoughts. That's reliance on self. The thoughts are telling you how you were, how you're going to be, how they were, how they're going to be, how the day is, how the year is, how this means that. It's playing God all fucking day, and then God, listening to it in an ignorant manner, lends its godness to it. And now you're subservient to something that's totally imaginary. Self-reliance failed you. Why? Because it's a failed system. Oh, I don't believe that. All right, let's go over thousands of your experiences. <laughs> All right, keep going over them until there's chink, until there's a little chink in your terminally neat armor breaks. And then you finally open up, oh, Jesus Christ, yes. Like the time I got arrested, and I got pulled over, and I decided it was a good, good idea to run down a dead-end alley, you know, which was really good. And this is the kind of thinking that I had all day. And I wonder why. I'm, I'm Actually, it's amazing I'm still alive. Following this, the way I followed it, it's unbelievable how much grace was in this, this event, because I should have been dead tons of times. The exact opposite of what I should have done, I did, over and over again. Where did I get that incredible pointing? What, what, what navigational system was I listening to? The thought system, yes? How was I so wedded to the thought system? I was holding them as mine, or about me. You need any more explanation than that? What would happen if the bridge of my was broken, or let's say not even broken because it's an imaginary bridge, from what you are, right, into the thoughts from what you're not, yeah? The my, the my. The thoughts are not doing a damn thing to you other than the meaning you're giving them, yeah? What would happen if you realize there is no bridge? It's a thought is a thought is a thought. There's no point where it becomes my thought. Not one. Not one point does it become my thought or my feeling. That's a mental leap. The thoughts are noted, 
And then it's, it's seen to be, well, if there's a thought, there must be a thinker. Just like the feeling when there's an action, there must be an actor. That's the logic of the mental state. If something's, if something's happening, someone or something did it, yeah? See if that's so. If it isn't so, you'll be left off the hook. You won't be being dragged by my feelings and my thoughts and my time and my this and my that. You'll be able to travel lighter through it all. If there's any word that implies so fucking much, it's my, M-Y. Or is that old song by George Harrison, I, Me, Mine? Yes? Perfect, perfect song. I, Me, Mine. These are the way the spirit is forgotten and then this mental idea is remembered. Yeah. Listen to your thoughts from that ignorant position. They're yours or about you. Then now the thoughts that you seem to own, own you. Feelings, when they become my feelings, now the feelings own me. Yes? You can have one thought. You can be at an event that you prayed to be for five years to be at, and all it takes is one thought held as yours or about you that could ruin your whole day. You own them, now they own you, don't they? What would happen if you disowned them? You recognize they weren't yours. Maybe they wouldn't be used to bother you so much. Maybe they'd just be thoughts. They're, they're being the number one influence would drop. And the feelings as the number two influence would drop. And then you'd be moved by presence, let's say. Something that's always available at all times would become a huge influence in your life in this event. Yeah? And the qualities that are talked about in spiritual scriptures, you would have an intimate sense of. You would know serenity and under, understand peace. Yeah? You, would, you would know it. You would have a sense of it, a real intimate sense of it. All based on what's running the show. Why waste so much time trying to change the show? Just get rid of the producer and the director. What's playing God is in God. I'm still moved after all these years to share this because the, the, the reservoir of relief is so unbelievable with no, no gate, no toll, <coughs> Nothing to do, nothing to have, always available at all times, right where you are, because you're not where you think you are. You've never moved from that which you sorely need. I tell you, I've never been inspired by anything like this. I mean, I'm excited about a movie I see, but after a few days, I'm not telling everyone I meet about it, or a book, or a, or a girlfriend or something. It's great, but this, you know, 
gone through many girlfriends, and not many, only one, only one real girlfriend. Gone through a lot of things all these years, but this hasn't changed one bit. Rob saw me, same, same. Nothing is captured, and it's never let go. Accepted by others or not, I could care less. (laughs) It's just just a seat assignment. You know what I mean? I got the goods because I don't have them. (laughs) You know? I don't, you know, I'm not acquiring them by doing this, I'll tell you that. What this makes, what this demands of me is not read spiritual stuff. That's how it works for me. The less I even get involved in it as a topic, the more clean it comes through. If I want to amp it up by reading something, it's quickly shown to me, you should back off, man. Just you're a bake, you know. You're the oven, and we're cooking something through you. <laughs> you have no, you don't have to start studying other recipes. <coughs> you know, it's gonna. We're gonna put out the same muffins every day with different flavors, and that's your job. Your job isn't to get better. Your job isn't to reach super heights. Your job is to be of service this way. That's it. You know. You don't have to sort of take a test every year to re-up or go get to a higher level. You don't know. You're fine just as you are, bro. You're being used perfectly. It doesn't matter if anyone agree or not. That's what resonates. It just tells me. I mean, I've tried it. I've tried to get better. <laughs> Let me read this, you know. It just doesn't... It doesn't you don't need that, Paul. Just show up and we'll, we'll do the deal. Oh, here he is. Jeez, you're missing out. I get, you know, when you come here, I just feel like it's time to end. Ah, that's good. Yes. It is. Yes. So if you've been here before and you have, it's sort of like in recovery. A lot of the growth or the results in recovery is really sitting and doing nothing. You go to meetings, and you don't do a damn fucking thing, basically. And then every time you leave a meeting, you feel better. Yeah? You do. Like, we had this big talk at this meeting today, and then I said, you know, here we are in a group, and maybe none of us would really hang out with each other other than this hour or so. And a lot of us would be seen as an asshole by someone else in this group, yeah? But when we get together, a sweet perfume is produced. Yeah. And that's why in, in recovery they say it's tradition too. And the way I translate it is there's a loving God or a power that's expressing itself through our group conscience. Yeah? It's not being produced by any of us. It's an unproduced resource. It's a resource prior to any kind of mining or or drilling, or pumping, yes? Or like they say in recovery, it's an unsuspected inner resource. We're just trying to just entertain a little suspicion of it, a suspicion, a suspicion of it. Get, you know, put a little idea, put a possibility in there, and if you can't bring it about, we'll offer it. And let it get in there and see how it rearranges what you call you, yeah? See what it says should go out into the garbage and what's, what's worthy to be held, yeah? Let it do it. It's like being on an operating table. <clears throat> Just don't get up and don't play doctor and things will work out really well. 
and you'll know the tree by its fruits. You've entertained it. Maybe it didn't seem wise. Maybe it was like a bad career choice. Maybe if I was like an instructor who had retreats, I'd be in business, you know. I could have people start out with a certain novice class and then move up to semi-intense and then extremely intense and then otherworldly intense. And, you know, and the, the price would go up and I'd have, a fucking, I'd have security in this life. But this, this message is a message. Worth, the, worth repeating. Not worth dwelling on and going over ad nauseum, but worth repeating. Worth repeating the message. So that I have faith in mine, and it may just take one, it may take a few, who cares? Because once it gets in there, there's no stopping it. Yeah? It's going to bleed out from behind what you think you are. It's not going to be acquired and brought into what you're not. It will bleed out from behind what you're not. <clears throat> you won't even know the takeover as what you're not. It's not quick enough to pick up what's really going on. It will just sort of dissipate like a false, foggy thing that looked real and solid, but it's mist-like. Yeah? It's mist-like. And after a while, you'll just see the particles that made it up, and the light will be gleaming off of it. Yeah? And you'll be dispersed, this idea of being a someone. Yeah? And what's left was, is what's always been there. The emptiness. The emptiness of that which you are. Yeah. Or you could say completely the total fullness of that which you are. them do the yelling for us. Yeah? Seriously. Let them beseech the power. You know, there was like, I think in Buddha said, you could be meditating, standing up, sitting, laying down. So, we're laying down Buddhism. We're, the, we're going the laying, we're going the horizontal route to enlightenment. Yeah? We're going to take the easiest, softer way, which is no way. <laughs> you know, the, the Urban Renewal Project will be called off. I, you cannot believe how much working and toiling the mental state's doing, trying to coax up another appearance of you. It's funny, like when I sometimes when I get into describing something, 
I can't, I can't see how I can describe it any better. You know, a self because it isn't anything has to be remembered. I think that's glorious. What a simple understanding that for the self to seem to be so, it has to be remembered, and how it's remembered is the mental process claiming the faculties of the brain and body and saying it's the one that's doing them. Like feelings are now yours, thoughts are now yours, yes? And so the self, not having a light in and of itself, because all it is is a reflection or a shadow, has to be remembered as being so back then, and it will be so then, you know, in the future, to have any sense of being so now. See, if it was so, there would need there wouldn't be all that efforting to be remembered. It would just be what it is, yeah, you. But because it's not you, it has to be remembered as you. You know, it's not you, so it has to be remembered as you. And what you are doesn't need to be remembered, right? <coughs> because that's what you are. So all the stuff that we're huffing and puffing about to try to remember the truth and remember this is always rooted back into the basic thing we're trying to remember, which is the self. And if you lost interest in it, that would be the sense of forgetfulness. Or like St. Francis says, it's in self-forgetting, which is perfect. It's not just saying it's in forgetting. He says it, it's in self-forgetting. When you forget the self, you know, and the other guy, Dojin, says to study Buddhism is to study the self, and when you study the self, you'll forget the self. So you're getting to the St. Francis with another little addition. And all they do with very short little choppy sentences, they just verify the whole situation. Not with 500 pages, but with a very simple, succinct little statement. They, it can open up your mind like 20 miles wide. Yeah. So if something isn't so, and has to appear to be so, to what is so, then it's based on what is so. Its relevance doesn't come from itself, because it doesn't have any. It's being lent relevance from by us, by believing it. Yeah? So what would happen then, with that knowledge? Maybe the connection will be cut. Maybe all your juice, all your quote-unquote godlike juice, won't be given to the mental process to play God with One little statement, another little statement, reinforcing. Yeah. Oh, you forget, one little statement brings you back. After a while, when you're thinking you're forgetting, when you're thinking you're remembering, you don't believe either of them. And there's that underlying note, it's just off. It's just all, all. Never, never, never stop. Ever. All the days don't break it up. All the fucking events don't break it up. All being sick as a body or feeling great as a body doesn't break it up. It's just... That's very influential in all this chaotic, variable state we seem to be in. We're hoping to try to make peace with so many volatile states of mind, body, circumstances, emotions. All this stuff, we're trying to get that as calm as we can with the hope that it would allow us to feel great, 
It's fucking exhausting. It's like trying to herd cats all day. This is about realizing the one thing that's been missing in all this volatility has been me, what I truly am. I'm the calming effect. I'm not what needs to be calmed. I'm the calm. I'm the clarity. I'm the joy. I'm the peace. Take my spiritual credit card away. Take my Costco card away. I am that which I'm looking for. And know what happens? Amazing. It's so fucking ordinary. Because the mental state doesn't want it to be you. It sees that as totally boring. It wants to go through hills and vales and climb places with, and see people with no hair and, you know, robes and fucking be in some cold, archaic cave somewhere just to get a validation that it's something. When it realizes it's nothing, it's the fireworks don't go on. It's not like July 4th, like spiritual July 4th. It's just you go to the store. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or you blow your fucking nose. That's it. You know? The mental state finds no value in what we really are. It finds a lot of value in becoming what it thinks that we are, or trying to arrive at where we are, but it never wants to be here, or we would be here, obviously. Yeah? It wouldn't be interested in journeys to the truth if it was interested in being the truth. I'm serious. When this started to happen with me, I had a lot of time on my hands, man. All those practices and Jesus Christ, what am I going to do with myself? <laughs> you don't think, you know how people are driven to stay busy? You don't think people are being driven to stay busy spiritually? You don't think, a men- you don't think in the spirituality business there's no mental accountants? Trying to see if you are, are accruing enough value? You don't think, really? You don't think they're looking at the quarterly uh, returns? The dividends? Was I the last one out of the meditation hall? See, uh, I'm going to wait. I can't wait for that last foot, those footsteps. All right, now I can get up. <laughs> <laughs> That's it.